Hello and welcome back to the show. This is Coach Man. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the Premier League, La Liga. Uh, we'll be talking about a Serie A and upcoming fixtures in the Champions League games. So let's go ahead and start with the Premier League. Chelsea won a Newcastle 2 to nothing. They managed to get a clean sheet and Frank Lampard will be happy with the, the result. This gives them a positive record going forward and uh, not to mention, it's a good uh, morale boost for the encounter that they have against Ren in the Champions League. Villa versus Brighton. A very surprising result here. Brighton managed to win 2-1. I would expect the Villa to dominate, but they failed to do so. They lack vision. Um, they couldn't see something. Uh, that, they, they couldn't see anything to, to develop on the field like the... Maybe it was a lack of concentration. Grealish and Watkins didn't connect as well as they usually do. But uh, we have to give Brighton some credit here. Well, they getting back on a score sheet. That's amazing. And they look more composed and more motivated to win. It is a very important three points for Brighton who are on the 16th place. Five points above Fulham currently on a relegation spot. Moving on to Spurs. Uh, I think this was the game of the week in England. Spurs versus City. Spurs in a 4-2-3-1 versus the 4-3-3 of Guardiola. Jose Mourinho will be extremely happy to get one up on uh, Guardiola. Spurs, of course, won 2-0. In the lineup in City, Ferran Torres making another start. The Spurs were absolutely lethal, managing to score every single time they shot on goal. It was only a number two. But that was more than enough. Two shots, two goals, 100% accuracy, 100% efficiency, uh, which was more than enough. Uh, City uh, wasted a lot of opportunities. They were unable to finish. They had most of the possession, and they they tried to go wide. They tried to put a lot of crosses in, but nobody was at the end of these crosses. And uh, on the Spurs side, of course, Sonny caps another great performance with a goal for the Toffees. And the Spurs share the first place with Liverpool with a total of 20 points. Manchester United hosted uh, West Bromwich Albion. Um, I, I honestly expected United to win this one. It would have been pretty, pretty bad for Ole if, if they would have won against WBA. Uh, they're in a pretty bad shape right now. So it, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a blowout by by any means. Uh, the only goal that was scored was from the penalty spot. Bruno Fernandez again, very controversial. He was made to take the penalty again. He scored again. I mean, this guy's becoming a specialist of the repeat penalties, but it does work for him. And with these three points, United finally go on top of Man City, uh, and they are currently in a ninth place with a total of thirteen points. Moving on to Liverpool that had a great performance against Leicester. That makes 64 games unbeaten for Liverpool at Anfield, who currently share the first place with the Spurs, as I uh, previously mentioned. Fantastic performance with Klopp, and uh, Anfield seems to be their fortress. This season looks good for Klopp and company. Leeds and Arsenal, a very entertaining but frustrating draw in this game. If uh, you know, you were you were supporting the underdogs leads here. I could not believe my eyes on how many shots in the stands leads were pulling. It is absolutely pathetic to waste so many chances. They should have won this game easily. They had the most chances. They played some amazing football. They played some quick, creative passes. 
but the finishing was atrocious. Meanwhile, in the Arsenal side, crickets. Literally, Aubameyang, absolutely nothing. He he tried, he failed. He seemed like a, a, an average striker, to be honest with you. Uh, and the entire team was, was below average. Even on a good day, uh, Arsenal would have had trouble with this uh, lead side. It's just unfortunate that they couldn't get the finishing right. Um, every single pass that Arsenal was making, it, it seemed like it was a result of a pressure put by Leeds. Um, I think that Leeds will be very, very disappointed not to win this one. Moving on to La Liga. Madrid hosted Villarreal. It ended up in a 1-1 draw. Madrid stumbled once again against Villarreal, getting only one point. This was a game that Real should have won if they wanted to keep their title hopes up. Uh, Villarreal still have uh, Alcacer unavailable, but Moreno made it up for them, scoring from the penalty spot. On the Madrid side, with Benzema unavailable, Mariano got a chance and he managed to score. Interestingly enough, it is also interesting to note that Zidane started with Odegaard and Lucas, keeping Vinicius, Isco and Asensio on a bench. And also Mendy was favored again instead of Marcelo. So once again, you have to really ask yourself, why is Isco on the bench again? Why is Marcelo on the bench again? Why is Vinicius on the bench again? You know, you, you really have to uh, wonder, like, why why are some of these uh, players being benched over and over again? What is really going on in a, on the training grounds? Uh, there's a lot of speculation about Isco, as we previously mentioned, but... To me, there seems to be something going on with Marcelo as well. Marcelo has been benched a lot more recently. And uh, let us not forget, he's one of the best left backs in the game. At some point, definitely the best left back in the game. And uh, he keeps getting benched. I have no idea what's going on in Madrid. And uh, Zidane, Zidane has to figure out his team real quick because... Um, you you can easily, easily lose control of the locker room. And uh, with some new speculation uh, surrounding Ronaldo now, uh, there's some reports saying that his agent got in contact with Madrid saying that he wants to make a comeback. Now, this is really strange. I think this is all just to build up the momentum because I don't really think that he's going to go back to Madrid since Florentino Perez is still the president over there. I would, I I would be um, in shock. So now there's like three teams linked to him. There's PSG, uh, Manchester United again uh, linked to a Cristiano Ronaldo return. Uh, this to me seems like a viable option. PSG seems to me like a viable option. Madrid is the least likely option, and I don't think that. Um, not that he doesn't have a place. He he obviously has a place in any team, but I. Um, I really don't see why would he go back to the same team where, you know, he had a huge argument with the uh, with the board over there and with with the current president. Uh, they didn't get along for years, and now him wanting to go back there. I I just think that this is uh, one of those reports that is meant to, you know, create some more uh, boost. You know, the the popularity of this transfer rumor. Uh, and uh, really put put some interest behind him moving along. I, I do believe that he should move. I don't see any future in this Juventus team. Uh, and, and they show that by the transfers that they made. Um, 
they 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 need a they lack a lot of quality and they need a lot more quality players in their team too. Uh, win the Serie A once again and actually win the Champions League. Just bringing in one player doesn't solve the problem, even if that player is called uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. And they he, he saved them a boatload of times. Uh, let's remember, in the Champions League against Atletico, 3 to nothing, and then he was the one that came back, got him back from the dead by himself, scoring a hat-trick. Um, but one player doesn't make one team. It is a team sport, and um, I, I don't think that Juventus is going to win the Champions League, and I think that if Pirlo doesn't get sacked anytime soon, they'll fail to win the Serie A as well, and any trophies, um, they won't win any trophies this year, to be honest with you, in my humble opinion. Uh, moving on, Atleti versus Barca, Spain games of the week. Now, um... Atleti met Barcelona. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Suarez perform against Barcelona. That would have been really, really interested to, uh, interesting to see. He wasn't able to start due to COVID. But Correa took his place uh, together with Felix in a 5-3-2 system designed by Simeone. And on the other side, Barcelona came in with a 4-2-3-1 with Pjanic, Pedri, and Griezmann starting for the Merengues. Um, Dembele actually made a start uh, back from an injury, of course, a few games ago. Uh, he was given a chance to start. The only goal of the game came off a major error of Ter Stegen, who decided to come nearly to the middle of the pitch, try to tackle Carrasco, which made an easy shot past the keeper from like 30-something yards in an empty net. Um, no idea, no excuses why Ter Stegen uh, did that. He had one defender tracking, I think it was Piquet, if I'm not mistaken. He was tracking Carrasco back and would have intercepted him easily. But the three points is not the only loss that Barca experienced this game. They also lost Gerard Piquet to a knee injury. They were saying early reports, of course, they say that um, he'll be unavailable in between 8 to 10 weeks. And this adds to the long injury list now made out of Fatih, Brusquets, and Sergi Roberto. Right now, Barcelona sitting on a 12th place, really, really behind of uh, what they normally do. And they're uh, 12, exactly 12 points behind uh, Real Sociedad, the current leader, the surprise of surprises, and six points behind Madrid. I feel like a couple of more negative results uh, for Kuman, and he'll be out the door. I said this many times before, Kuman is not a viable option to begin with, was not a viable ob option to begin with. He does not have the world-class experience at a club like Barcelona, and quite honestly, his coaching record but even before coming to Barcelona, but his coaching record so far in Barcelona is not impressive. My humble opinion is that he will be replaced, but uh, who who will take his place? I mean, number one option that I can see right now for, for any team uh, would be Pochettino. He's the only coach that, that's available for quite some time now, and I'm pretty sure that he would love to uh, step in a in a big ring again and, and fight against some giants, especially in La Liga. Um, but yeah, that's that's all for La Liga. Let's move to Serie A, where Juventus hosted Cagliari. Of course, Ronaldo, the scoring machine uh, that he is, got himself on the score sheet again with a double. Could have made it a hat-trick, honestly. It's been a while since he scored a hat-trick, and I was actually looking forward to it. Once again, Ronaldo proves to be the man to make a difference. 
And once again, Dybala started on the bench. <laughs> Kulusevski and Bernadeski were preferred over him. And it's it's getting, you know, it's getting pretty worrying for, for Dybala. Even after coming on, he literally didn't contribute with anything. It, it, it was easy to see why why he didn't start. But also, not not, not to give Kulusevski and credit, uh, and uh, Kulusevski and Bernadeski credit, because uh they they were they they started the game but they created ve- very little danger and you can't really say that these are player that players that perform a lot better um the team the entire Juventus team is underperforming in my opinion and Ronaldo will not be able to carry this team every single game it does not happen you know uh the the bad games come to him as well just like to any other player um Although he he's he's quite informed right now, right after COVID coming in and scoring and whatnot, but just like Kuman, I believe that Perlo is a few games away from being replaced. Uh, ideally, you know he was a fan favorite, still is a fan favorite as a player, but needed to start as a coach somewhere else, like Parma or something like that. Or, uh, you know, I I really don't believe that it was a great transition for him. Right, you know. From the from the youth team in a few days to get to Juventus, uh, he got his coaching license two days before his first game. I mean, you know it. That just tells me that you really don't have any ambitions. You got the best player in the world, arguably, to help you win the Champions League, and they you've never had. They got to the final of the Champions League because they had a great season. You know, they had uh, Massimo Allegri, who was a great coach. And I don't know to this day why he got fired, why he got sacked. Yeah, they didn't perform well that season against Ajax in the Champions League. But that doesn't that doesn't make him a good coach. He he is a coach that knows Serie A inside and out. And that's the only option that I see for Juventus. If they fire Pirlo, they need to get Allegri. They absolutely need to get Allegri back. And they better pray that Allegri wants to come back and, and coach Juventus. The guy spent a boatload of years in Italy and knows the championship and knows the teams and knows how to deli- deliver. They won the Serie A, I think it's it's eight times. I think it's eight times back to back. So, I mean, please give the guy some credit. Just because you brought in Ronaldo and, and they failed to win the Champions League in the first season, you're going to sack him and, and bring in Pirlo, who got his uh, license two days before the first game of the season. I mean... What does that say about you as a club and your ambitions? Like, did did, did we really think that uh, Pirlo is going to be, you know, this uh, sensational coach, this this genius of the game that comes in and totally uh, gets Juventus to fight against uh, Madrid and Barcelona and uh, win another championship very easily? Remember last, remember what happened last season with Sarri? They barely won barely won and Juventus looked like a tired team a team without no options and here now after uh the the change in the coaches you can see Sarri was not an ideal coach as well again Sarri didn't have an impressive resume to begin with absolutely not he 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 had a <laughs> he, he had a fairly successful time in Chelsea uh, you know but besides that, there's really nothing to think about. And uh, from some experience, from one single trophy that he won uh, at Chelsea to replacing him with a coach 
that it hasn't won anything, that doesn't even have a coaching license. I mean, to me, it just it looks like you've been downgrading from Allegri. You've been downgrading to Sarri, and now like the ultimate downgrade. And I'm, I'm sorry to say this again, as a player, fantastic player, but as a coach, I feel like it's a downgrade from Sarri. Although everybody around the team kept saying that, oh, the attitude is uh, one of positivity, and uh, the players are looking to to uh, play and show that they deserve to play and. Look at the Dybala situation. He he was barely starting with Sari as well. Towards the uh, you know Sari's end, you can see that Dybala wasn't starting games. He he's not starting games now. It's not about the coach. You can see the same tired Juventus team uh, this season and last season. It wasn't the coach that's the problem. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, players are constantly performing poor and there's no quality in the team. Yes, a, a decent coach, I believe, that could get them to perform a little bit better. Obviously, tactics make a huge part of the game, but also the quality is not there. I believe that they can do much, much better in the transfers that they made, uh, in, including Cancelo. Transferring Cancelo to Man City and getting Danilo in exchange, I think that was <laughs> atrocious. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. You, he's a very, very good right back, one of the best in the business, and I'm pretty sure that there's plenty of room for improvement. He has some of those games that it, he seems like he's just not thinking. He makes some, some silly mistakes. Uh, but other than that, when he does play, he plays phenomenally. Um, that to the Pjanic transfer, which I think uh, over there, I think they actually got a the you know a better deal financially. Uh, did they get a better player in Arthur? I don't know. Not really. Uh, he doesn't show it. Once again, he's not starting. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know what will happen with this Juventus side. I uh, I really don't think that this uh, win against Cagliari would would mean anything. And at the end of the day. Uh, the foundation is in Juventus is still shaky, and uh, I really don't see Pirlo winning anything. If if they don't replace him anytime soon, I I believe that they're not gonna win anything this season, and and I'll stick by my opinion. Meanwhile, in AC Milan, Zlatan scored a double, and that makes it ten goals in eight games for Zlatan. At the age of thirty nine, you kidding me? What a beast! What a beast! Uh. I, I hope he continues to do well. I hope that Ronaldo continues to do well. And it would be very interesting to see uh, these two battle, battling for uh, the title of top goal, goal scorer in Serie A. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, Spezia, they hosted Atalanta. Again, a lot of people were predicting a blowout by Atalanta. I warned you time and time again about Spezia this season. Vincenzo Italiano sure knows how to get a draw. And he'll be doing so against some of the top teams in Italy. Once more, they were able to neutralize the attack, overcrowd the area around the box, and blocking all attacking routes to the goal. Spezia is going to have something to say in a title race this season. And I'm pretty sure they're going to steal important points from top teams such as Juventus, such as Milan. Uh, you just wait. I am 100% sure that Spezia is going to survive this season. Uh, they look really good. They look like they can win against uh, 
teams that they're same uh, at the same caliber and they they seem that they know they have a formula Vincenzo Italiano knows how to defend they have a formula of success in getting these draws that are very very important for them to survive and not only for them to survive but also it will play a huge part in the title and uh, I'm very excited about this team I'm very excited because they'll produce a lot of surprises in my book they are the dark horse of Serie A and uh I'll keep telling you that until the end of the season. Moving on to the upcoming Champions League games. Chelsea plays at Rennes. I expect a victory for the Blues. Sevilla plays at Krasnodar. Um, I, I predict an easy win for the Spaniards. Uh, meanwhile, Borussia Dortmund hosts Club Rouge. Haaland, after scoring four goals in the last Bundesliga game against Hertha, he will look to improve his goal tally against uh, Bruges. I, I honestly predict a win for the Germans. Lazio hosts Zenit. This is a game where Lazio have to win in order to qualify, in my opinion. But Zenit is not going to step out of the way. Uh, depending on the result in the Dortmund game, Lazio might get a chance to break ahead. So this, this could be a crucial game right here. In Group G, Barcelona play against Dynamo Kiev in Ukraine. After the recent defeat, and this could be an interesting one. After the recent defeat against Atleti and a role morale in Barcelona, wouldn't be a surprise if this ends up in being a draw. Don't say I didn't say so. <laughs> Dynamo Kiev should be very dangerous when given a chance. And with occurring absences in the Barcelona defense, I expect the Ukrainians to take advantage. We'll see what happens. But this this is a key game right here. This is a key game right here. And uh, don't, do not simply discard Dynamo Kiev. Do not discard them. They can be very, very dangerous. And I look forward to seeing this game. In the same group, Juventus face uh, the Hungarian uh, Ferenc Farosh. I expect uh, an easy win for Juve. I also expect Pirlo to uh, start with, with some of the players that don't usually start. You know, uh, hint, hint, Dybala. <laughs> Manchester United get the visit of Istanbul, Başakşehir. Last time, the Turkish uh, side had a historic win. Um, and Ole in the company will look to improve. Uh on a meeting on this meeting as opposed to the last time they they met and uh they they should they should get a i don't know i don't know what to say i want to say that they'll they'll get the win but um you know they didn't quite impress last time uh they they played at home against wba so maybe they'll get the win but uh again uh, again uh every single game uh all he has to win in my opinion every single game they have to impress uh, not just to win, but to impress because Man United fans are are used to fantastic football, a lot of goals, uh, a lot of chances being created, uh, and uh, yeah, that that you know that sometimes happen, but is not consistent and not you know not Manchester United like. So Ole will definitely need to win this one. Now PSG will host uh, RB Leipzig and after the defeat against Monaco in League One, which came as a shocker, and considering the fact that the last time the, the, these two meet, met, Leipzig won the encounter, I expect a difficult game for PSG. I expect Leipzig to be more defensive and strike on a counter. That would be a great strategy for them and uh, a draw against PSG would be more than sufficient for the German. Uh, for the Germans as PSG need to win in order to keep a chance of going through the next stage. This is all I have for you today. 
we'll be talking to you again after the Champions League games. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on social media. And until next time, take care.